0: Somewhere today, whether it be in Nova Delaware, or whether it be at the Atlanta County Stadium, or whether it be at the Boston Red Sox game, or maybe even Virginia Tech or something today, but somewhere today you're going to see a man that's grown over the wall, and it's going to say John 3.16. You see it in every sporting event and a lot of everything else that you go to, you'll see that scripture. And how wonderful that scripture is, and most everybody in this room can can say that scripture by heart. It's probably the most well known scripture that you'll ever see today. But have we ever really looked at it and taken it into context of exactly what it is for God so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son and whosoever should believe in him should not perish <coughs> Now, the I'm now I'm sure that most of you in this room today can feel the impact of that scripture inside you. But a lot of those people that sit and read that over the matter today at a sporting event or whatever it might be have no idea what that scripture really is to a Christian and their life. For God so loved me. You see, I'm a whosoever. And you're better than you are whosoever. He turns no one away. He was born that this world might be saved through Him. And folks, we have drifted away in a world that I am so, so sorry for. You bring up a child in the way it should go. This is exactly what most churches I've into to don't have these many young people. And that's a testament to what folks said to me all today have done over the years. They have shown the love of Jesus Christ. They have really experienced that love. But there are so many people in this world that really don't grasp what that simple phrase says. If you break it down in words or two, and just study it yourself, oh God, so love the world. That's this whole thing. Do you know He loves the people in India and in Turkey and in China? Everywhere else, just like he loves the people right here in the United States, and how he has blessed us so over the years. And now I feel that we've drifted away from him, and we're continuously drifting. Have we really grasped that love that Christ has for us? And if you get on toward the end, it says, whosoever shall believe in him I will should have everlasting life and most of you don't look at everlasting life to close your eyes and it is to be with the Father and he's going to prepare a place that you and I have never even thought about I've got both of there that have gone almost forward and how I am missing soon. But folks, they're in a place where there's no tears. And I'll probably share it here today. I don't cry. I'm sorry. I don't cry. My eyes are. <laughs> but I've got loved ones that are there today far beyond anything that we have ever even thought about, far beyond anything that we have ever imagined, far beyond anything that's ever entered into our hearts or entered into our minds, we have never heard about such a place that God is preparing for those that love Him. And it's so simple, we just simply got to believe one day that Jesus You. There are people in this world, I, I work with Unions International. There are people in this world that have never seen the Bible that, that we have. They've never experienced God's love. Vladimir in Russia had lost his wife and his mother to death in the same year. And it was something that he couldn't be. He couldn't take. And so he turned one of the things in the world down to the bottom. And he began to pray, and so he lost his job. And he lost his home. <coughs> he found himself on the street begging for food and going through trash cans to survive. One day Blackbear right he reached out in a can and he pulled out a little book. And it was in his language, you see. We're in 200 countries, provinces, and territories, and we give God's language in 109 different languages. Vladimir pulled it out, and it was in Russian, and he began to read, but he didn't understand. And so he began to ask people about what this was that he was speaking. Vladimir was instructed to go to one of the local churches. he took Vladimir in. They explain to them about the Bible and about Jesus Christ and about that love that you have. I'm glad you're accepted Jesus Christ as well, too. He serves us a medium today, To tell other people about Jesus Christ. And that's our soul. Just like you should be able to church because we're members of a local church. We have to be able to be able to see men and women and boys and girls come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as our God. And that's what we should be as church members. To go out into the world as lost, well. Out those doors. We should leave here today. There are so many places now that today that the children don't receive a lot of love that we get to go into schools and, and distribute our lives. And, and I go into places that I can see in the eyes of some of those children that there's not as good a household, not, not as good an environment when they leave those school. And it saddens my heart. But when I present that Bible through, you know I've just given the hope of the world. There's nothing we can accomplish when you Philippians 4:13. We can do all things through Christ. We give hope to those people out there across this world. And the reason that we can't So many years have supported us, and I assure you today it's just like it's been for the last 124 years. 100% of everything that you don't know to begins, through the games goes to the printing and the distribution of God's work. We take care of all the expenses when we travel to other countries, we pay our own money. When we go anywhere to do anything the games, we pay our own money. Why? Because of the word of God is so important, and it's so needed in this world today, that our sole purpose is to place it in as many hands as we can. Now, Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to the Lord, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper and learn to my sin. Well oh, I'm so thankful I may it prosper in my life, and I may be forty. We have no idea when we give a, when we, when we distribute a, a copy of God's word, exactly where to live. It. Sometimes it ends up in the back of a car. And I, I was a car salesman for many years. And I gave five books when I sold the car. Some people came back in at the end of my career and they said, Oh, I've got the one that you gave the last car. And right the one before that. And I said, well, just give it to someone. Share it. Share the gospel. You see, we have no idea where it's going to end up, and what it's going to do, but we know one thing. Someday, God's word is going to prosper. A young lady by the name of Sandy grew up in a home in a cult. Her father gave her all the drugs that she needed, as well as her sister, and her grandmother taught her about devil worship. Now, this is what goes on in the world today in this time. Her dad told her, he said, "As long as you depend on me, you'll never have to worry about anything." And he was talking about her. She said, "I went through this, and I saw my daughter or my sister break away, tried to break away. They had a committee. She went through shock treatments. and she came back home a completely different person than she ever was before." And she said, "I so figured that I would." But one day I could not go on anymore, And I lived. I became a young mother. And I went out into the world because we were were not, I didn't have a job. Things were kind of tough. And I went out into the world. It was something that I had done before I left my home, my previous home. for a long time until my husband found out. At night, I was so out of home. He found out and he took our young child away from me. I was shamed and I left that part of the country and I moved to Texas. I wanted to get as far away from everything that I could, and I surely want my father and my grandmother back in my life. So I got as far away as I thought. came back and subjected to drugs once again. And I lived such a life that I was so afraid that I was going to be taken back to his home The sea for where I placed my bottom. And when I reached under the sea, I pulled out one of these. The small she said, I had no idea what this book was, what the size. Story after story after story of the way God has changed lives. But I'm glad He changed my life. And I know you are to take this with you. You see, it's not just. accomplished many, many things in his young life. He said, I had seven homes, five cars, I had the best restaurants, I had the best friends that might be back. Some of you can tell them, they'll say, yeah, I don't know about it. Best friends that might be back. I waited. There was a guy came in that prison or it was the county jail. He had his and he was talking about a man named Jesus. And he said he was, he was a kid. And he said, I didn't want to know what, anything about kid. I didn't care about Jesus. I just wanted to figure out someone way to get out of my prison. Time. So I wouldn't have the little book that he was offering. One of my other prisoners, one of prisoners told me that. Need to take that look, because it's not about what's inside. Look how thin their pages are. We've rolled cigarettes with them. You know they really are very thin. In fact, the makeup of them is about like some of the broken ones. I don't know. And he said I went back and I got that. My way through Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I got to John 316. And I couldn't go any further. You see, after all the things that I And he had me the prison food, and I got me full book this time, and I didn't even smoke anymore. And I read it all. I learned as much about this man named Jesus as I could. Oh. I started a little Bible study. Other prisoners were taking this little scripture in a dollar fifty cents. down. that's what it cost. And he said, "I began to these this little Bible study in prisons." And he said, "People were accepting Christ." And he said, "It was going so well that the guards noticed And they said. We're going to open up the courtyard and give you time to do this Bible study every week. Because it's changing our prison. We're more calm. There's not as many fights. Something's different. And we, we, we hope We think it's it this. I began to teach that little Bible study right there in prison, and people were accepting Christ. And the warden one day. I texting you," And said, I hear what you're doing there, and you keep doing it. In fact, you're going to open the chapel up for you to see And again, we saw more people come to know Jesus Christ. Well, it came to the day that I was part of I was paroled, And I went back to my little hometown, and I found a little church that I could lived in. And I learned more about this Jesus. I continued to learn, and I continued to. I got a call from that prison one day and said, Will you come back to the prison and begin that Bible study with I went back. I started teaching. Others prisoners in the state of Florida began to ask me to come. I went to them as well. One day I received a letter from my home state, which is Alabama. And they wanted me to come there, but I couldn't go. Because you see, State of Florida, and I leave the state of Florida. I was sad, and when I went back to the prison to teach my Bible study, the warden asked me, said, How are things going? And I told him about the letter that I received. And he said, Okay. And about three weeks after I got back home, I received a letter from the governor of the state of Florida. As I looked back, Is he was free of his crimes. And he was able to stay by the And today, over 4,500 lives have been created to carry them. And that was the dollar we get to send back and that we receive. They say that, I heard this all my life, that God works in mysterious ways. Something. Not that it simply works. But whatever you got wrong in your life, it not works. There's never been a thing that Satan that has ever created that we battle against, but it never there. a There's never been a problem that came into this world that God doesn't have. I'm gonna day that Jesus Christ part me of my sins. Now I have access to a place of glory. Now I don't know how you feel about that. But I know how I feel. You see the weights of the world lived you that day. Do I often have problems? Yes. But you know what's important now? When you're a child of God, you never, ever face those problems alone again. I walk by your side. Things that you can do for the Giggins, and you support us, that's why. And I thank you so much. Because you see, the Giggins go out in the County, and about three weeks from now, they'll have about 50 services. Somewhere on these school bars, and in the low there, let's say, will touch 2300 lives in six years. They will take the fronts and the backs off of the sun. I do And I, <laughs> I can see that life, But then eyes. Sometimes that's in But I'm not just All the nations howl upon the attacks of me for